Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast with your host, Ichiko Batmonk, founder of Don't Hold Back and a professional life and mindset coach. She's sharing transformational coaching journeys. We have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but we are not our thoughts, feelings, or emotions. Are you curious about exploring and experiencing how you can unleash your full potential and passion? It all starts with you, and you are meant to live the life you desire. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you to a coaching journey and what is available for you. Hope you get inspired and take action accordingly. Hello, Lexi. How are you? Hello. Good morning. I am doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast and thank you so much for being here. And today we're going to talk about mindset. Yes, I'm excited. It's the hot topic, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. I'd like to ask you, so, you know, you are a business coach and I believe you, you, you know, you love this mindset. Tell me, like, why did you become a mindset expert? So my, well, I am more of like a business coach. So I help visionary business leaders to really heal their mind and like inner self so that they can really start to create massive wealth in their business. And the thing about, you know, growing your business, most of it, like most people like to think that like growing your business and being successful is all about like strategies and marketing and all that sort of stuff. But really Mm -hmm. like 95% of it is the inner work is like the mind work and the inner self, like all of the self mastery aspects are, you know, like the most important parts of it. So I know for myself personally, throughout my own journey, you know, to becoming like a business coach, this is what kind of like really led me down this route. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Because actually, like, just to be honest, I'm the same way. Like, I want to be a life coach, but I realized that this mindset is really important because like, You have to really work on your mindset every day to be the who you want to be, you know, where you want to be, right? So that's why I decided, you know, like I really know that I really have to work on it. So tell me, like, what is your definition of really a mindset? Because, you know, sometimes this word is kind of too general and everyone has their own definition of what that is. But what is really your also definition of mindset? Yeah, mindset's kind of like a blanket term, isn't it? It's really just like a, like a set of thoughts and belief systems that really just frame our identities, like frame how we see ourselves in uh-huh. the world. So if you have a bunch of thoughts and belief systems that are, you know, fairly negative, all your entire experience as, as you go throughout your life is going to be pretty negative. <laughs> And, but if you can, you know, shift to the other side and you have really positive set of thoughts and belief systems, as you go throughout, you know, your life, you will find more positive experiences. And it's really just about understanding that the only thing that we can control in our own life is our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. Everything else you can't control. Leave it alone. Let it go. I love that. I love it. It's so true. I mean, like, but you know, like right now, because of the pandemic, you know, everyone is so victim to their, perhaps their circumstances or their thoughts, right? So, you know, also like we're kind of like a coaches. We are so conscious people. Like we, we understand what that is, like how we can actually shift ourselves. So like, how, how do we really help people like 
people who are not so aware that, that they even have this negative thoughts. You know, they're not even aware that they're perhaps again like victim to their thoughts or you know or or circumstances. So like, what would you say about it? First and foremost, like speaking from my own experience, you you have to really be able to not allow yourself to be in denial anymore. Some people, like you said, really just don't know that they have these negative thoughts and belief systems. You kind of have to find that own awareness on your own. However it happens, it, it happens. I know for myself personally, most of my early 20s, I was like the queen of victim-y, blame yeah. <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah. And like one day it really clicked for me that the only reason that I was suffering, the only reason that I didn't have the things that I wanted in my life, the only reason why I was just so miserable was because of me. Mm. It was because of me, my own thoughts and my own feelings about myself and how I perceived the world. So once you can kind of come into that awareness and see like, oh shit, I, my life kind of sucks. And I really can't blame anyone else other than myself for that. And once you can kind of get into that awareness, that's where you can start to shift and change. But until then, you're going to kind of be stuck in this like hamster wheel of sucking, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) Well, you know, thank you for sharing your own story. That's amazing. And, you know, also you're very being, like I noticed you're being really transparent at the same time, you know, like I love that. I'm curious, like, what really had you to get out of your own, your, yourself, I guess? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just, I was really unhappy with myself. I suffered with depression, for sure. I was a major addict, so I was a alcoholic, and I did do drugs as well <laughs> um, for a very long time. And wow, I, really, I would not believe that. You look amazing. I mean, your skin and everything else. <laughs> like, I would never think that you were. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah, girl. It'll be, uh, I'll be hitting four years of sobriety on the 23rd of this month, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you. But it really was just like, it was really just me understanding that like I, I wanted so badly to change and I knew that I had bigger dreams for my life. I always felt like I was meant for more. And mm-hmm. I know there's people out there who get it, who understand what I'm saying. I know that can sound a little woo woo, but honestly, there are people out there, you know, you're like, man, I am meant for so much more in this world. Even though I don't know what it is, you do know that you're meant for more. And that's kind of the feeling that I had. And I wanted to change. I was so desperate for change uh-huh. that I was just like, I have no other option. Yeah. It's either I like continue to hate my life or I fix it. <laughs> yeah. So that was my only option. Love that story. Thank you for sharing that because you know what? That's so true. Actually, I had the same feelings too in the past. I mm-hmm. remember, I really think that everyone has the feeling like, you know, I meant to be something, someone else. Like, you know, this is, and then another thing is that you say like, Yes, there are so many people are not happy and not satisfied with their life and they know they can do better and more, but, but they just don't know what to do or how to do it or how to get there, you know? And also like one, another thing I noticed that people, they don't like to ask support and help. You know what I mean? I didn't. <laughs> you didn't or you did? No, 
I didn't. Most people don't. And I, okay, I look at I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh -huh. Very type A personality. <laughs> mm. So like, you know, what I'm hearing is like the people who are very controller type A people, like they don't like to ask help is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's this idea of like vulnerability or looking or sounding like you're weak. You know, like all these other people are doing it. Like you can just do it on your own. Why can't you just figure it out? You know, mm -hmm. and it's not weak to go out and ask for help. Whatever that means for whoever is out there that's listening to this, asking for help can be in a variety of different ways. And it's important to know that as we go throughout our journeys in life, we're not supposed to do it on our own. You don't have to do it on your own. It is just so much easier if you have a group of people and a support system to guide you through these things. You just don't have to do it by yourself. Yeah, that's so true. So it sounds like you were type of person before you become a coach, right? And you, it sounds like you get into this personal development. So what had you to like, you know, ask for support? You mean within my business? So I mean, I don't know. It's like when, when was the first time you hired maybe, I mean, I believe you have a coach, right? I do have a coach. I have the best coach. <laughs> Amazing. I'm jealous. I'm uh, so you have a coach. Tell me about the, your first time you were hiring your own coach. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I come from a long, I've been coaching for about eight years now, oh, but wow. I have always been I've always been a movement-based coach. So I coached competitive gymnastics for many years. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. I coached CrossFit, weightlifting. Like I've done all the coaching. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I always knew that coaching was something that was meant for me and how important coaching is, especially me being a ex-competitive gymnast myself. So mm -hmm. I've essentially had a coach my entire life. But as I got into this space of, you know, like running my own business, I, the, the entire first year of my business, I tried to do everything by myself. And it was mm -hmm. the hardest, <laughs> the hardest year <laughs> ever. And it was such a, a learning process for me. You know what I mean? To like do those things on my own. Um, I have to say this for anyone out there who is building a business right now, and you are doing everything on your own. I want you to know this. My first year of business, 12 months, I only made $835 in my business all oh, wow. year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so you remember that so well. Of course I do. I remember working my booty off and like nothing came out of it. <laughs> so once I had hit that like year it was kind of that same feeling I had when I wanted to kind of change my life and get sober. It was like, I know I need help and I, I want to grow my business and take this. I want to like build an empire. I want to create a legacy with everything that I want to do in my life. And I knew that I needed help. I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. So it was actually a year ago this August. Oh, oh wow. my celebrations are in August. Yeah. <laughs> my first coach. And when I did, honestly, everything just like skyrocketed after that. It was pretty incredible. When was it? What year was it? This was, so I started my business in August of 2018. Okay. So from August 2018 to 2019 was me all by myself. 
<laughs> and then August 2019, last year till today, um, I've been working with a coach the entire year. And oh, wow. oh yeah, I, it's amazing. I'll never not work with somebody. Never. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So tell me, like, I, I would like to now like talk about vision a little bit because, you know, mm-hmm. I remember now, like, I remember, I know there are a lot of people like had an amazing vision in the beginning of 2020, right? And yeah. then pandemic hits, God, you know, like, it's just, you know, I felt like a lot of people literally stopped working on the things they were working on because of the pandemic. They're all like at home, right? And mm-hmm. not doing much. I mean, I don't know, but like, tell me about your vision, how you are also still going after your vision, even if this is, you know, the hard timing. And also another thing is, tell me if this is really possible for anybody who can also go after their vision, even though like pandemic hits. Yeah. So, I mean, for me personally, my vision never changed just because the pandemic hit was like, all right, just another thing. Yeah. Love <laughs> Especially that. for... For us as entrepreneurs, you know, we already live in uncertainty all the time. It's always uncertain. Yeah, yeah. We don't know when our next client is going to come. We don't always know. Uh, we don't always know these things. So, kind of being in this realm of uncertainty all the time, I think, has um, really made me or make us makes us stronger, especially when things like this do happen. Um, and honestly nothing in life is certain anyways. Like you're anyone's regular nine to five job that they thought was quote unquote certain is now no longer certain anymore once like the pandemic hit. So you might as well just do the things that you want to do. You might as well go for your dreams because I mean, what have you got to lose now? You know, you are literally like, you know that you're living in the uncertainty anyway. We don't know when we're going to get the next client. Yes, I, I have, I'm 100% agree with you. But, you know, like you said, there's so many people are like, you know, laid off and unemployment, right? They are like unemployed. So like my also like another intention about doing this podcast is, is because like I want to educate people around mindset. I was like, what is really possible for them? Even when you're at home, like, you know, like nowadays, everything is going to be online anyway. Like what really, what can you really do to make, you know, your vision become alive? So like, what do you think people can do right now even perhaps? And how is also mindset is going to help people? I mean, this really is a time for reflection, right? Seeing what it is that you actually, actually want for your life. And not the things that you do because you feel like you need to or you have to or everyone tells you that you should do. One of the questions that we need to sit down and ask is, what do I want? Yeah. When I look at my life three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what do I want it to look like? Like, what does the bigger vision of my life look like? What do I want to have? Who do I want to be with? How do I want to feel? All of these things are so incredibly important for your vision. Like, what is it that you want? To, what is it that you want? That is like the first question that you should be asking yourself. Because if you don't know what you want, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> like, there, how will you know what to work on if you don't know what you're actually working towards? 
So that bigger vision that you have for your life, knowing what you want is the driving force for you to keep going and keep working and keep pushing through at all times, even when it gets really, really tough. And I know that that's true for me, even in this quarantine, I know my bigger vision. Mm-hmm. And even though quarantine, you know, hits, it's like, oh, that's fine. It's just another thing because I know what I'm working towards. Yeah. Nothing is going to change that ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. I like what you just said earlier about this people, like, you know, people perhaps like, you know, go after the things because they feel like they have to, they need to do this. Right. And now that kind of provokes me, uh, you know, they're like a two mindset, right? Like scarcity mindset and mm-hmm. abundance mindset. So this is like kind of how I look at it. Tell me, what do you think? Like people who think like they're telling themselves, like, I have to have this. I have to, I need to do this. Or I want this, you know, just because, you know, you feel it and you want it. Right. So like the people who are thinking they have to, that's kind of call it, like we call it as scarcity mindset. And mm-hmm. the people who are saying like, I want this and, you know, like um, anything is possible, whatever, however they're thinking, that's we call it like a abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned about like, oh, you have to do this because, you know, you, you know, because you have to pay the bill. I don't know, like you need, you need to work. And, you know, that's we call like, like scarcity mindset. So what would you say about that? Well, I mean, you can still, you can want a lot of things and still be in a scarcity mindset. And I, And you can also be working a nine to five job. I mean, I know for myself personally, I taught a whole mess of yoga classes and CrossFit classes and all the movement classes that I didn't necessarily want to do anymore Mm -hmm. um, while I was still working on my business. So if anyone out there has a nine to five job or, you know, has like anything like that, you can still have that job and still create and work on your business that you actually want to grow. So don't ever think that you have to like quit your nine to five in order to take your, your side job seriously. Like you can yeah. take it seriously while you work your nine to five because that's what's supporting you as you grow it. And the thing about scarcity mindset and like abundance mindset, it, these things are a practice, right? In order to kind of move into the abundance mindset or, you know, thinking like that everything is actually possible for you or thinking about what's possible and the opportunities that lay before you, you have to be able to identify what those limiting thoughts even are. Mm. So again, this comes with like that awareness of like, what is going on in my mind right now? What am I thinking? What are my thoughts? How am I feeling? Like these are all things that you need to take time to actually analyze and see. And in order to kind of move through this scarcity mindset, I mean, we talk a lot about journaling, right? And journaling isn't just a thing that is like, oh yeah, oh my God, journal your thoughts. It's like, (laughs) no, really, journal your thoughts. What's going on? What are the things that you are feeling? What's coming up for you right now when you think about uh, the things that you want? What's coming up for you as you think about the goals that you would like to hit? what is coming up for you so that you can see it tangibly. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time when you write down any sort of limiting thought or negative belief or scarcity mindset thing, anytime you write those things down, most of the time you can see those thoughts 
as like kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Some of them you see and you're like, okay, that is a valid thought. And others you look at as just like total fake news. It's like totally ridiculous. Yeah. If you don't actually believe that this is true, your brain is just coming up with a bunch of um, fake stories and false ideas of what these things could be, but they're not actually true. So if you can really identify these thoughts, mm -hmm. it's so much easier to be able to work through them and get to that kind of abundance mindset. Does that make yeah. sense? Totally. It does make sense to me, but I don't know if that makes sense for everybody. But you know, what I'm hearing you say is really like, okay, so, so first you got to really thinking what are you thinking, right? And then write it down, right? And journal it out. And so for example, you want, maybe you want to have a job or you, maybe you want to start your own business. I don't know, like you want something or you want to get married, right? Or, mm -hmm. or you want a purse, whatever. So when you write it down, you got to like, what are you really thinking when you think about that? That the things you wanted, right? So you better write it down. And how do you feel about that? The things that you wanted, right? Does that make you feel like you you can have it, like, or does that make mm -hmm. you feel like you can have it? You know, is it doable for you? Like, how are you really feeling it, right? Because oftentimes, what I notice is people like, oh, I want this, and I want to have that. I want to live in the abundance life, you know, like, and then at the same time, when they take action or when they feel about it, they they're like kind of shrink a little bit like like it's it almost makes them to feel like it's impossible for them right that that makes me always usually kind of think like oh i guess they don't believe that they can have it absolutely i mean your thoughts feelings and actions have to be in alignment with what the thing that you actually want yeah. it's not enough to just like want it or wish it or will it to happen like you have to go out and do the thing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um, i like the jim care um jim Carrey's story about that <laughs> do you know oh, oh my gosh i totally did the same thing where you wrote the two million dollar check or 20 million dollar check or whatever it is yeah i totally yeah. did the same thing oh did you so like yes. did you literally like kind of visualize every morning and even before you go to the bed are you literally thinking about it and like feel it is that what you did yeah i mean you just you want to make sure that you're not like obsessing and, and again it really is deciphering like what are the feelings behind that because you can want something really really badly but if you don't believe that it's possible yeah. if you don't believe it's possible it's never gonna happen so yeah. it's about getting out of the mindset of impossibility and into possibility yeah. because once you can get into that space of like thinking even just the tiniest little bit that something is actually possible for you, your subconscious, like your brain and your body start to look for different ways and opportunities for that to actually happen. Yeah. But if you're in impossibility, if you're in a space of like, oh my God, there's no way that can happen. Like, of course, your body, your brain, your subconscious is not going to find any sort of way to make that happen because you're completely closed off to the fact that it's even possible. Absolutely. Possibility is everything. Yeah. If you believe something is possible, it's inevitable after that. Yeah. It really, really is. Stay in that realm of possibility, friends, because yeah. the next step is inevitability for you if you keep working towards it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like that. And I also like, I want to talk about a little bit of self-worth issue. Like when you think about being, a, you know, this is a possible for you, you oftentimes, especially like I kind of notice like, uh, like uh, around women, like they don't feel like 
they're worthy to have if that makes sense like mm-hmm. you know like like i want to having like i want to have i want to get married like i'm am i worthy right and so they don't feel like they're worthy of love you know they they yes. have or there are a lot of examples right because they because like when they think about it they feel like oh like i can't have it or i'm not good enough or you know whatever they started that they do tell themselves right i noticed that a lot especially again women like they just don't feel like they're worthy to have it so like it's another word called like imposter syndrome right mm. so how did you overcome yours so like how, like what would be the example that could help people to also like kind of overcome and you know to make sure that they can believe themselves they can have everything they wanted yeah i mean again first is kind of identifying like where those thoughts are even coming from mm. figuring out like where are these thoughts coming from yeah <laughs> like why are they there after that after like writing down those thoughts and kind of figuring out what they are you want to be able to reconnect back to your bigger vision, your purpose. So there that comes again. If you don't know what you are working towards, you're going to have a problem, right? So what is that bigger vision? Write down those thoughts and then reconnect back to what it is that you're working towards or what it is that you want, whether you're trying to manifest a relationship, more money, like whatever that is. The next step really is to have compassion for yourself. So, and this is a tough one, right? For women, we are so good at like nitpicking all of the things that are going wrong all the time. Um, We're so good at like identifying like how badly, you know, we suck at certain things. Like, I don't know, (laughs) especially all the perfectionists out there. I am, uh, or at least was one myself. Having compassion for ourselves and where we are is so incredibly important. There is like infinite grace in the universe. And just like you wouldn't yell at a child for, you know, not feeling good about themselves, you wouldn't, you don't want to yell at yourself either. We tend to get so angry at ourselves if we don't do something right, or if we don't manifest something as quickly as we would like, or if we didn't do it as perfectly as we would like. We get so angry at ourselves, but that does nothing but further prolong the process of finding our own worth within ourselves. So have compassion, friends, please. And then from there is, these are, I kind of had like a five-step process and that's what I'm kind of taking you guys through right now really quickly. The next is to work on reframing those beliefs from the very beginning. So reframing those thoughts into more empowering and positive thoughts, right? So. Let's take, for example, what was the, the example that you used about uh, like, uh, like, oh, love? Like, yes, I'm not worthy of love. Or, you know, like, what is one way, and it's different for everybody, what's one way that you can reframe that belief into something more empowering, more positive for you? It can yeah. be like, I am worthy of love and compassion. You know, I, I am worthy of finding the man or woman of my dreams. Like whatever it is, reframing it into something more positive. So when that belief does come up, you can quickly catch it and Mm -hmm. switch right away. Yeah. And yeah. So those are kind of like the the steps towards working through that. I mean, these things are are a process, friends. Exactly. 
Yeah. Finding worth within yourself doesn't happen overnight, right? These are things that take time and effort and really recognizing what's going on in, not just in your own mind, but in your heart as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, like, I love that because like it's the number one, the first thing is really identify where your thoughts and how you feel about Mm -hmm. that. Right. Am I worthy of love? Like when you think about it, do you really feel it? Like, you know, again, I think like another thing I can look at it is like, we are at the end of the day, we are human, you know, and there's a, like this voice is always telling you that you can't have this or you're not worthy, whatever the voice that is telling you. So like, mm-hmm. how do you really can work with yourself, right? And again, that's why I think that's why where it comes to this mindset work really could help you to really, you know, with that. And I love when you just say that, like to have the compassion also with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me, share with us about the, mindset work you do daily? Me personally? Uh Oh my God. It's constant (laughs) self-coaching. It's funny. It's something that you are, you have to be really like aware of all the time when you're first beginning this process. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's a, there's a belief that's a negative belief that's holding me back right now. And like being able to self-coach yourself through that. Now that I have been working this process with myself for a really long time, I'm much more able to quickly identify when something is coming up and I can mm-hmm. reverse it or switch it right away. Wow. And it's so much more than just mindset work. So, so much more. So, and I know for myself personally, it's not just the work on your mind, but it's like the behavioral work that you do as well. For example, if imposter syndrome is something you struggle with and you are afraid to... I'll use myself as an example because I've been doing it the whole time. So a negative belief or imposter syndrome belief I had personally was I don't want to go live or I don't want to go on podcasts. I don't want to do webinars because if I go live, people will have proof that I'm not good. I'm not as great as I say I am. Mm -hmm. So that was my belief. Like, oh, if I go live, people are going to see I'm a fraud that I'm not as great as I say I am. Oh my God. And I knew that that's what was coming up for me, but it's not enough at that point to just identify and reframe that belief. You have to also change the behavior. So what I mean by that is what is one small step that you can take that will get you more comfortable in doing the lives or workshops or whatever. For me personally, I was like, okay, I know that this is a belief. This is something that's hindering my growth. It's something that's holding me back. It's not enough for me to just identify and reframe the belief because I can walk around all day and be like, I'm great at public speaking. I'm not a fraud. I am awesome (laughs) at this. But like, if I don't actually go out and practice Mm -hmm. that actual thing, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. So Mindset work and the behavioral work have to go hand in hand. They have to go hand in hand. So identifying those thoughts and belief system, what's coming up for you, how it's making you feel, and what is one small step that you can take that will get you more comfortable or help you work through that resistance that you feel with whatever thing or thought that that is. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is like not only you're going to work on your mindset, but also take action towards what you're working on. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. 
So yeah, um, thank you so much for being here. And what was the, what's your the tip that you would like to give it to our audience? Keep going because you are doing so much better than you think you are. Love that. What legacy do you want to leave this world? Oh my gosh, that's a fun question. <laughs> it really is all about empowering women to dream so effing, I won't say the F word, effing big, <laughs> even though I really want to, <laughs> to just dream so big and realize that anything is possible for you. Like truly, truly anything is possible for you because if anyone could see where I was even like five years ago, being like, you know, a alcoholic, a drug addict, like depressed, working in a, I was a bartender. I was just like doing all the things that I could to distract myself from living the life that I wanted to live. And if I can get through this, if I can, you know, clean up my hot mess of a self and create a successful business and help other women do the same, then you absolutely can. I am not special. I just did the work. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And where people can find you? Yes, friends, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Lexi Beal, L-E-X-I-B-E-A-L. I'm on there a whole bunch. And I mean, if people want to connect with me on there, I also have a Facebook group and all sorts of things that I can send to you as well. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much again. Any last words? No, Ichiko, this was so great. I had so much fun. Thank you. For anyone out there who's listening, I told Ichiko before this that I'm so happy I didn't drink coffee because I end up talking too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no coffee. I was much more, yeah. spoke more clearly and slowly. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> Thank you so much again. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Bye, everyone. My pleasure. <laughs>